the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. hosts adam and john space welcome to throwback trivia takedown a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory i'm your host john spees i'm your co-host adam spees and today we have new two new people here to take on our little game in one corner mbop ba doo ba doo ba doo up ba doo be dup it's jane hansen woo <laughs> Jane, welcome to the show, and uh, give the folks at home, uh, let them know a little bit about you. Hey, I'm Jane. I'm in Australia, just in Queensland, north of Brisbane. Um, I'm a librarian. Awesome. So, is the Dewey Decimal System even still used anymore? It is, and it's very important. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Very good. Because I had to learn that back in the day, and I'm glad it's still forced upon everyone out there. It is still foisted upon everyone. Perfect. We will keep it that way. Uh, in the other corner, she's the best person ever, and I really hope she wins this game because <laughs> i got to wake up next to her tomorrow. It's Christy, my wife, Spees. <laughs> Christy, welcome to the show. <laughs> Let the folks at home know a little bit about you. Uh, I am a music teacher. You can go a little and I'm married to John. <laughs> For how long? Don't make us do yeah, math. Don't make us math. I'm like, <laughs> it's been a while. It, uh, no, I can't math. It, it's it's yeah. my Friday. My brain does not math at the end of school. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right. Uh, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit more. Um, and I just realized this is definitely going to give one of our contenders a little bit uh, of an advantage. <laughs> she does know you the- a little bit better than the other, I would assume. Yep. Uh, and since uh, we're we as we were recording this, it's going to come out after the the holidays, but before the holidays. I want to know what is your favorite holiday beverage? Anything my husband will let me drink. <laughs> All right, and Jane. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to beat that. Um, we don't really do holiday beverages like you guys do. I don't think. Or at least not in our family. We don't. I'm going to say eggnog, just you know, because it's the only holiday beverage I know of, and I have had it. And it's okay. All right. Uh, well, there is a there's a, a a right answer and a correct answer. 
And in this one, I'm going with the correct answer. I like eggnog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's really good, especially with I put a little brandy in it. Mm-hmm. Tastes really good. Yep. You wouldn't All let right, me so drink Jane... that, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not allowed to drink around my own husband because apparently it's too much for him to handle. Yeah, we definitely don't need to go into that story here. <laughs> yeah, we've got some stories. I can tell you, it's some family uh, trips and reunions. We've uh, I've had my time of being a little saucy as well, so I sure as heck can't talk. Well, according to my children, the only time I drink is around Nana. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is uh, our John and I's mother. Yep, that's yep. what our kids call her. <laughs> All right, well, Jane, you get to pick first in round one. What category would you like to pick? I'm going to go with movies. All right. The decade is the 90s. Also known for Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby, who directed the 1996 movie adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes? I know this one. I think the I think that bird is trying to tell you the answer. Yeah, I feel like that bird was there intentionally. And I just I love the Moulin Rouge, and we just watched Romeo and Juliet that not, not that long ago. So I'll just kick myself for not knowing. No. All right. No guess. No. All right, Christy, can you steal? No. Okay, we dear we. I know you've heard this show, so we go one at a time. You don't both answer at the same time. Oh, sorry. I only listen with you. I, I can't I listen to things in the car, Adam. Uh, <laughs> it's a story for another time. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, the uh, correct answer was Boz Lerman. Yes. Yep. Yes. And who I also highly- did Australia, and that's what I was like. Yes, he did. That's right. <laughs> yep. I could not get his name. <laughs> highly recommend check out the blast from our past episode uh that we did at romeo and juliet with another family member <laughs> so a lot of family yep. members on our podcast all right and over to christy what category would you like uh toys and games all right mm-hmm. little toys and games and it's the 80s in the 1982 video game pole position Players race in a time trial in order to qualify for an F1 race near what Japanese location? The seventh highest of an island on Earth. Okinawa. Okinawa is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? How do I get you to repeat the question for me? Mm Mm-hmm. In the 1982 video game Pole Position, players race in a time trial in order to qualify for an F1 race near what Japanese location? The seventh highest on an island... On Earth, Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji is correct. Okay. Yay! I'm not going to get zero, right. so now I'm happy, and I don't have to get anything <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Jane, you got the steal, and you get to pick your next category. I'm going to go music. Okay. And that decade is the 2000s. Which Britain's Got Talent star had the second biggest selling album in the world in 2009? Uh, Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle is correct. And I have been sitting on that question <laughs> for months. Nice. So I'm glad to be rid of that. All right, back over to Christy. Let's get you some points on the board. What category do you want? Literature. Lit- Even your wife says it the right way. <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> she uh, she would not be my wife if she did, she did not you know dog me a little bit on yeah. uh, on on the air. It's the seventies. <laughs> One of the most iconic books set in the seventies 
What novel by Octavia Butler follows a black woman named Donna from California who, on her 26th birthday, suddenly finds herself in Antebellum, Maryland? The one-word title is defined as one's family and relations or similar in type. Kin? I'm going to need you to be more specific. Kindred? Kindred is correct. Okay. Nice. That was a good guess. Yeah, it was a very good guess. <laughs> very good guess. Uh, all right. Back over to Jane. Did Jane, we lose can you hear Jane? Us? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's your turn to pick a category. Oh, sorry. Don't mind me. I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go uh, TV. All right. A decade is back to the 90s. This question is brought to us by Will Boylan. Thanks, Will. In 1991... Everyone's favorite Family Matters character, Steve Urkel, also appeared in TGIF crossover episodes on Full House and What Other Show, in which he accidentally crash-landed his jetpack on their house and wound up making Mark's science fair partner and Al's date to the Sadie Hawkins dance. I wound up becoming mm-hmm. Mark's science fair partner and Al's date to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell is incorrect. Christy, can you steal? Home Improvement. Home Improvement is also incorrect. Uh, this was Step by Step. Yeah. Step by Step, day by day. Day Great. by day. It's yeah. <laughs> a good one. It was a good one. All right. That's okay. No points there. And uh, we are back to Christy. Food. You did marry someone who went to culinary school, and it's also the 90s. I lived in the 90s. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Better Marketing's Tony Carroza described what soda made by the Coca-Cola company as, quote, the first kamikaze drink made with the sole intention to sabotage Crystal Pepsi. It was a translucent, translucent version of a soda that only IT folks would enjoy. New Coke. <clears throat> I know it's wrong. Hate New Coke? Just- is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? I really don't think I can, but um, the only clear thing made by Coke, I'm going to go Sprite. Sprite is also incorrect. This was a tough one. Uh, obviously, like Crystal Pepsi, it did not last very long because its entire intention was to help tank Crystal Pepsi, which actually worked. Uh, with the IT one, I was trying to get you to think of on your keyboard the word tab, and it was called Tab Clear. Okay. Okay. So that was a tough one. I, I do feel like I've, heard, like I've heard of it. All right. And we are back over to Jane. Left, we've got sports, news and politics, fashion, and slang. I'm going to try fashion. Okay. And it's the 2000s. Woohoo. In 2002, mineral makeup broke into the mainstream with what? A product of the company Bare Essentials. This fueled the trend for natural-looking makeup and became the standard of the 2000s. Nude by nature? Nude by nature is incorrect. Is that a real one? Because if not, it, it should be. It is. Okay. Uh. All right. Christy, can you steal? And yes, say it again. <clears throat> In 2002, mineral makeup broke into the mainstream with what? A product of the company Bare Essentials. This fueled the trend for natural-looking makeup and became the standard of the 2000s. Is it a base? 
I don't know what that is. Something you put on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John doesn't, I'm looking, John I'm doesn't looking wear for, makeup. I'm looking for a, pro- a product name. Hmm. Bare Essentials. <laughs> no. yes. Bare Essentials is incorrect. But I said it with but jazz you wa- hands. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's a podcast, Chrissy. They can't see your jazz hands. Well, we all are missing but, some television. Uh, <laughs> you weren't wrong. I felt this was a hard question, so I put the name of the... I hid the name of the product actually in the question. Uh, it is actually Bare Minerals was the name oh. of the product. Oh, okay. I figured that was going to be tough unless I did some kind of that is tough. clue in there. Let's see here. I believe Christy's turn to pick. Yep. Um, how about slang? How about it? And it's the 60s. I wasn't alive in the 60s. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> Not going to go well. What term was originally given to groups of white and African-American civil rights activists who participated in bus trips through the American South in 1961 to protest segregated bus terminals. It came to be used for any civil rights protester. Good trouble. Good trouble is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? I don't think I can. Can I get the question again? Sure. What term was originally given to groups of white and African-American civil rights activists who participated in bus trips through the American South in 1961 to protest segregated bus terminals. It came to be used for any civil rights protester. Joyriders. Joyriders is incorrect, but closer than you think. Adam, Ooh. you think you know this one? Oh, I thought this was going to be Freedom Fighters. It is Freedom Riders. Oh, uh, okay. I have Freedom Riders. Yes. Both of you got the correct answer in part. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jane, we are down to sports and news and politics. Uh, I'm taking news and politics. <laughs> Had a Probably. feeling from talking with you. <laughs> Probably the smart mo- move, considering a lot of times we focus on American sports. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and this time we're going all the way back to the 50s for news and politics. All right. Everyone is going to hate me for this one. <laughs> you got to wake up next to me tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> the MOSFET was invented by Mohammed Atala and Dewan Kong at Bell Labs in November of 1959. It is central to the digital revolution and the most widely manufactured device in history. What does MOSFET stand for? Oh, gosh. Holy crap. Can you spell that, please? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, MOSFET is M M O S F E T. Do you remember this? This is Jane's question. I yeah. know. I cousin cousin to Boba. <laughs> no idea. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give anything to Christy. I've got no idea. So I'm going to pass. All right. Christy, can you steal? Can you say it again and then spell it for me again? The MOSFET, M-O-S-F-E-T, was invented by Mohammed Atala and Dewan Kong at Bell Labs in November 1959. It is central to the digital revolution and the most widely manufactured device in history. What does MOSFET stand for? All my computer friends are going to kill me later, but I'll, I'll take a crack. Microsoft Operating System for Electronic Technology. I mean, those are those are those are words that fit. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is the incorrect answer. 
Yeah, I didn't think anyone was going to get this one. It is metal oxide semiconductor field effect transistor. No, no way. I was so close. Yeah. I locked your guess, Christy. That was good, actually. Yeah. I, I tried so hard. All right, that I, I leaves. I am taking uh, sports. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that is my wheelhouse uh, as a music nerd. Your decade is the 80s. During the 1981 Wimbledon Championships, who was battling Tom Gullickson when one of his shots was called out? Lambasting an umpire, he shouted, You cannot be serious! He was docked a point, but won the match and eventually took the title. The winner! (laughs) And what was his name? (laughs) He was the winner. The grand champion. (laughs) And I, I need a name. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> that dude is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? Well, I'm going to go with the most famously uh, out there tennis player when it comes to swearing at refs and stuff way back when. I'm going to say John McEnroe. John McEnroe is correct. Yes. Yep. Well done. <laughs> Getting a sports question. I got a sports question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right. We have Jane with a little bit of a lead. She has got 30 to Christie's 10. And John, you've got 60 for this one so far. <laughs> Six unanswered questions. Uh, well, at least I'm getting all these hard ones out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad MOSFET is, will never, ever happen again on this podcast. Thanks. <laughs> You say that, but I do have a tendency of reintroducing questions that no one got. Yeah, fair. <laughs> All right. Well, Jane got to pick first in round two, so Christy, you're going to p- pick for Jane to start round two. What qu- category do you want to give to Jane? Sports! <laughs> <laughs> no no surprise. surprise. Yep. The decade is the 2000s. In 2008... Tiger Woods won the U.S. Open after beating what American golfer in sudden death after an 18-hole playoff? Is this Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson is incorrect. Christy, can you steal? The loser. <laughs> well, the she's loser. not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that guy hates golf now. Yeah. <laughs> Technically correct is also incorrect. <clears throat> Adam, do you do you know... Your uh, 2000 so golf at all? I'm not a big golf guy, but 2008, and I would have guessed Phil Mickelson, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and with that one's gone, uh, Ernie Els? I don't know. No, it was, and I, I, I apologize if I mess up his last name. It's uh, Rocco Mediate. Uh-huh. Mediate. Never heard of him. Okay. Right. No idea. All right, another one for me. <laughs> all right, Jane, your turn to pick for Christy. What category do you want to give her? Um, I'm going to give her slang. Okay. The decade is the 50s. Shade scalers might be another way of saying this two-word alliterative term for small children. Say it again. Shade scalers might be another way of saying this two-word alliterative term for small children. Tiny trouble. Tiny trouble is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? Take a stab. Curtain climbers? Curtain climbers 
is correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, never heard that term before, and I totally intend on using it. Yep. The heat We're was very we don't, <laughs> we don't have those kind of curtains. All right. Uh, Jane got the steal, and now, Christy, you got to pick a category for her. Fashion. Fashion. And the decade is the 90s. Mayim Bialik and New Radicals frontman Greg Alexander proved that this fashion accessory lasted all through the 90s. Can I get that question again? Mm-hmm. Mayim Bialik and New Radicals frontman Greg Alexander proved that this fashion accessory lasted all through the 90s. Acid wash jeans. Acid wash jeans is incorrect. Christy, can you steal? Is it the Blossom Sun hat? Uh, I can't accept that answer. Yeah. I, try- I mean, maybe I'd say if you want to give be more specific. Maybe. Okay, can you be more specific? A hat that's upturned with a flower on it. I can't give you that. Yeah. Uh, which is I- a little disappointing because you love these hats. It is a bucket hat. No! Oh Not a bucket hat! Those are my favorite hats! <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, the New Radicals guy didn't have like a flower, so you couldn't can't accept yeah. that. But yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say if she didn't get, it, I was gonna say in my opinion, nation, it's a bucket hat. You remember the song? <laughs> yes. Yeah, blossom. Never mind. I got gotcha. you. It was a good song. In my too. opinion, nation, the sun is gonna surely shine. I love that intro. It's a great intro. No, no, I'm gonna sad quit. Sad quitting. Right. Ra- Christy Rage quits. That's not good for your marriage, John. That's <laughs> not good. I'm going to Ann Wheaton my laptop right now. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. I believe, Jane, you're picking for Christy? I think so. Um, let's go in movies. Oh, okay. Your first, that was your very first pick. Now you're giving it to Christy. Interesting. It's the 2000s. Unusual for a Hollywood production. Only 30% of what 2009 Nazi film is spoken in English. The rest is either in French or German, with a little Italian. It's the 2000s? 2009 film. Inglorious Bastards? Inglorious Bastards is correct. Oh my God, I oh, got really? one. Oh, really? <gasps> that's true. Wow. <laughs> guess I didn't realize how little English was in it. Yep. I still haven't uh, seen that one. My guess. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> phenomenal. It is a good film. I'm like, it's right at that part where I had a baby, mm-hmm. so I stopped doing anything <laughs> popular culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Christy, your turn to pick for Jane. What category do you want to give her? Music. Okay. Been that a little upsetting, but okay. <laughs> for the music teacher. Uh, <laughs> all right. It is the 50s. All right. What crooner got his start in the 1950s with his first hit, Because of You? In February 2021, it was revealed that he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2016, and his final performance was on August 5th, 2021 at Radio City Music Hall. A lot of dates in there. I can reread that if you need. Um, I don't think it's going to help me. I'm just <laughs> trying to take a stab here. I'm going to say Dean Martin. Dean Martin is incorrect. Christy, can you steal? Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton is also incorrect. Mm. Adam, you want to take a stab at this one? Oh, it's tough. It's a crooner. He's got Alzheimer's. I don't know if he's a crooner, but Paul Anka? Paul Anka is incorrect. Uh. Uh, I will say, 
I am a little disappointed that Christy didn't get it because this is the one time I've actually seen her get starstruck when we saw him in person. Oh, and it's James. Tony Bennett. Oh, Tony Bennett. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. He wasn't performing when we saw him. He was literally walking mm-hmm. down an aisle. At the Grammys, wasn't it? It was at the Grammys. It was yes. at the Grammys. All right. Uh, Jane, James, you're picking for yeah. Christy. Uh, left, we've got TV, toys and games, news and politics, and literature and food. Yep. I'm going to go news and politics, please. News and politics to Christy, and it's the 60s. The first of what device was opened at Barclays Bank in London in 1967? Is it an ATM? ATM is correct. Okay. All right. What category do you want to give to Jane? Literature. Yeah, she's so nice. She says it twice. <laughs> And that's why you're my favorite in-law. Uh, and it's gonna be the, <laughs> it's gonna be the eighties for Jane. All right. Fried Green Tomatoes is a nineteen ninety-one American comedy drama film directed by John Avnet and based on Fanny Flagg's nineteen eighty-seven novel. But there are five additional words in Flagg's title for the novel. What are they? At the Whistle Stop Cafe. At the Whistle Stop Cafe is correct. I love that book. And what category do you want to give to Christy? Uh, TV. Okay. And it's the 70s. Lee Majors starred in what 1973 TV show who'd now be worth over $40 million? Million Dollar Man? The Million Dollar Man is incorrect. Jane, can you steal? Is it the $6 million man? The $6 million man is correct. Yep. I knew I was close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not close enough, but. Not close. Right. Yeah. You're still $5 million. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy with a million. Yeah, <laughs> Six sure. would be better. Mm-hmm. 40 would be the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jane got the steal, and now, Christy, you got to give her a category food. Okay. And it's the 70s also. A common dinner party item, perfection salad is anything but. It contains shredded cabbage, chopped vegetables, and what unfortunately common 70s ingredient? You've definitely done this question before. Peanut butter or something? Peanut butter or something is incorrect. Christy, can you steal? J-E-L-L-O. Jello. Jello. Is correct. Yeah, and I've read that Adam, before. I have done that. I've done the question before, but not on this show. I did it on Trivial Warfare. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's where it was. I thought it was nice enough to bring back. Yeah. Plus, plus it's been been over a year, so it's tasty. Mm-hmm. No. All right. No, uh, Adam, where are we? Uh, I believe. Oh crap! I forgot. Oh no! Christy got oh. the steal, so that means Jane is picking for Christy. But there's nothing to pick. It's going to be toys and games. <laughs> it's going to be toys and games. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be toys and games. All right. So and it's it's the fifties. Space War is a space combat video game developed in 1962 by Steve Russell, and was written for the newly installed DEC PDP-1 mini computer at what New England school for higher learning? That's to me, right? Yes. Yes. MIT. MIT is correct. All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right, with the slight edge, 
Jane is still in the lead with 60 to Christie's 50. All right, well, let's find out what categories are going to go into the final round. Jane, since you are in the lead, which category would you like to add? I'm going to go literature. Literature. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth, but now I do. She's in a different country. Just give her that one. I can. It's the 90s for literature. Literature. All right. And Christy, what category would you like to add? Toys and games. Okay. And that one will also be the 90s. All right. So, based on 90s literature and 90s toys and games, go ahead and write down your bids. Yep, I'm good. Ready. All right, let's find out our questions. We will start with 90s literature. May of 1992 saw the first issue of what comic created by Todd McFarlane? Michael Jai White played him in a 1997 film adaptation. And your 90s toys and games question. What 1995 turn-based strategy game that tells the story of Lord Morglan Ironfist, who is forced to flee his homeland through a magical portal because of his cousin Ragnar, had, had usurped the throne? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm here to let you all know. Check out BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com for all your favorite nostalgic podcasting needs. I've got words. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. To say to my students, if you don't have it done in two minutes, you're not going to get it. All right. Are you good to go then? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's find out uh, how you answered the questions. Uh, Christy, since you were behind, give us your answers to the questions. Uh, I said Jughead and Heroes Quest. Jugheads and Heroes Quest. Okay. And uh, Jane. Um, so I had no idea for either of those at all. Um, I went with Wolfman and Battleground. All right. Let's find out what the correct answers were for 90s literature. The 1992, uh, uh, May of 1992 saw the first issue of Spawn, created by Todd McFarlane. And Some of the best art, I would say, like of the 90s, Spawn's mm-hmm. look and Spawn's art is phenomenal. Yeah. Great looking character. Creepy in there. In the movie, and he looked. I think he looked. He looked good on film. They just didn't mm-hmm. write him a good story. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And for '90s toys and games, the 1995 turn-based strategy game that tells the story of Lord Morglan Ironfist is Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, I got that one. So Not that means anything. I got part of the word. <laughs> <laughs> so it means nobody will be getting their bids. So let's uh, let's see how it came down. Christy, how much did you bid? 49. 49. All right. And Jane. I must admit, I subscribe to the uh, Nick Groves theory of betting. It's either all or nothing. And I bet it a big fat nothing. Nothing. Zero. All right. All right, Adam. Do that math and let us know what our final score is. All right. With some smart wagering at the end, Jane. Oh, wait, sorry. Christy is left with one, and Jane is the winner of the day with 60 points. Yay! Good job, Jane. Yay! Congrats. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Jazz hands. That went Jazz much hands. better right. than I thought it would. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you uh, both so much for coming on, uh, especially to my wife who came on as a favor because we needed someone last minute. So we appreciate it. 
Uh, Jane, since you are our winner, uh, you can use this time to uh, shout anything out you'd like. So um, thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to meet the whole family. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, want to say support your local library get down there it's free it's amazing um and support your favorite podcast it's been a lot of fun all right and uh christy anything anything you'd like to say your teachers aren't idiots your kids are (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, saying it like it is and we're all tired (laughs) we're all tired somebody had a bad day at work today yeah, just uh, deal with your kids and know that they're probably lying to you. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that's Adam and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.